Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. All right, guys, welcome back to uh, Construct Your Life uh, with Austin Lenny. Uh, I'm beyond grateful uh, to have the guest we do today, uh, Mr. Eric Upchurch. How are you doing, sir? How are you? Glad to be here. Doing great. And first uh, and foremost, uh, because I do live in San Antonio, military capital of uh, yeah. the United States, I just want to thank you uh, for your service, my good man. You bet. Absolutely. Glad to serve. So I'm not going to do too much about Eric's bio, but we'll go a couple. Uh, former active duty uh, military uh, culinary school has traveled to both sides of the coast um, and has a, an amazing group. Uh, they started, uh, I'm familiar with a little bit of their work uh, as we met for a couple minutes, uh, helping uh, current military and former military uh, duty members uh, invest education. Yeah. Right. So many great things. So why don't you get us started on kind of your journey, uh, how you got started, uh, and, and take us in uh, military and, and learning how to be an investor. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first and foremost, uh, by and large, the military's job is not to train us how to invest. It's not, I mean, there's a thrift savings plan, which is the military's equivalent of like a retirement, you know, like a 401k. But, you know, they're training warfighters and uh, people protecting our borders. And so rightfully so, it's not their job to um, teach how to invest and how to retire early, maybe, or how to build extra side, you know, sources of income. So, um, you know, knowing all of, all of what we do now, um, our CEO started just kind of uh, taking note of what he was going through as he was, you know, started with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and just kind of annotating from a military standpoint, what it meant to be a, an investor, what it took to, you know, build a life that he wanted, what passive income uh, meant. And he was following Pat Flynn at the time, you know, and, uh, and his podcast and stuff, the passive income. And, and so he came up with the idea of active duty passive income and wrote the, uh, uh, beginnings of the the ebook, um, which is now our book on Amazon uh, military house hacking. So, so all it really is, all, what we've been able to do is say that's not the military's role. So now we know how to do this. So let's teach the military how to do this. Anyone who has served, past or present, military spouses and family members can come to us and just understand nuts and bolts of what passive income streams look like, specifically, mostly in the real estate space uh, right now, but anything from live-in flipping to military house hack, which I can talk about in a second, but um, multifamily investing, single family investing, and our team is incredible. We have so much experience and knowledge um, in, in almost every single as asset um, uh, or facet, I guess, both ways, um, in real estate investing. So now we're not only the premier military real estate investing education hub and center, but we have a financial services division offering better, cheaper, faster loans. We, we actually created the first ever uh, one of the, we have our own branch uh, mortgage branch. It's a first ever hundred um, percent employee owned stock option mortgage branch an ESOP. Wow. So our loan officers who normally a loan officer, you know, paying the broker their, their fees or basis points, 
um, kind of like a real estate agent for those of you who are uh, not familiar with, with how this works, but like a real estate agent would pay a broker to hang their, hang their license with a brokerage, right? Well, a loan officer would pay a broker, a mortgage broker, a fee. Um, and, but the difference in what we've created here is our loan officers pay the brokerage that they are an owner of. And now the brokerage goes and buys commercial real estate to fund pensions for the owners. So it's a, it's an amazing, cool, cool thing that's really taken off. And so because we have very little overhead in this, uh, we have no debt on that company on that, um, on that structure. So, uh, it's just, it, we're able to, to scale it and loan officers get, um, I don't mean to spend a lot of time on this, but it's just, it's crazy what we're doing because loan officers have no limitation on what they can create and they own pro rata that percentage of the business. Okay. So financial services division, we're, we're done with that. Then now we're teaching agents on a national level, how to um, help military real, uh, investors buy their primary residence and treat it like an investment. Because remember the military move every two to three years, right? Sometimes one to three years now. Um, a lot of even our partners at API are moving every year, it seems like right now. So you buy a, a home to live in with a VA loan, which is an amazing product. But if you, did, if you don't run the numbers right, you may end up floating the bill and not cash flowing. Maybe you can't sell it or maybe you don't want to sell it when you get done, you know, move to your next duty station. So you can get stuck with something that doesn't work as an investment. So now we have a network of real estate agents nationwide that are actively teaching, um, you know, their, their buyers, their military buyers, how to consider every single home that they buy as a potential future real estate investment. So just stuff that's not being done because we've created an amazing community. Then these types of things are coming to us. We didn't, we didn't create a product and then try and figure out who our, who our community is. We have a a community of 10,000 people in just our Facebook group right now with a 95% engagement rate. And it's growing by 10% a month, month over month right now. Cause, cause it's, there's so much value in there. So Anyway, all of this super, you can see how passionate I am about this because I'm super long winded about it, but it's an, it's an amazing thing to watch unfold as I have for the last two and a half, three years, um, as one of the co-founders at ADPI. So super excited about it. Um, and, and yeah, maybe I'll let you, uh, ask a question or put in a word here well, <laughs> instead of I mean, me rambling. At the, end, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of my buddies are Coast Guard or Navy, yeah. uh, one of my, uh, performance coaches, ex-Navy, um, you know, my business partner now is currently in the military and a helicopter pilot like you were, but you were doing crazy stuff. We'll talk about that in a, in a minute. But there is something that I find, I said it on a previous podcast, there is something I find uh, amazing about being in business with somebody that is military trained. And the reason I say that is there's such a, a level of discipline and duty, right, to 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 share with others. And I think that's why the engagement in your community is so great because yeah. hearing it in your voice, I know that you're more excited. Yeah, of course you want to buy uh, you know, a thousand unit apartment complex, but I bet you, because you're like me, you find more enjoyment out of the pure education of seeing a guy yeah. that maybe is from a rural town that didn't get any sort of this education being able to supercharge his life, yeah, you know, by, by doing this education, right? That is the sole reason, well, two reasons, actually, why I chose to be enlisted. So I went to college. I went to UC Santa Barbara. I got my bachelor's degree, then chose to be enlisted after, after college. Two reasons. One was because the loan repayment program paid off all of my college debt. 
The other was because most people would go and be an officer after college. I chose to be enlisted because I knew that my mission in life was to educate, empower, and to help people grow. So because I, I went into the military as an E4, as a specialist in the army, um, and I was able to immediately as a 24 year old guy, almost 25 years old, um, start mentoring guys, just like you said, who are 18 years old and have no idea. Actually, a lot of guys I served with had never been out of their county. Yeah, exactly. And never been on an airplane until basic training. And you you know know more than I do. People don't understand. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen, but they act like all the people in the military are from LA or like, you know, Chicago. No, 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 no. These people are from South Carolina. Yep. You know, Nebraska. They probably haven't left their city. Maybe they lived in a town. I know I'm str- a broad stroke, but a lot of these towns aren't bigger than 5,000, 10,000 people. So they're Absolutely. so unique to this idea. Right? I, I know a guy, actually, the dent, my army dentist told me one time, he's like, you would not believe how many people uh, that he cleans their teeth or whatever he does, you know, that have never brushed their teeth before. That struck me as like, okay, now we're talking, this is a different level. Like this is, so exactly what you said, it doesn't matter if you're broad stroke or not. There's a reason that that exists. There's a reason that, I mean, what you just said is true. These people coming from, you know, backwoods, wherever, most of the time, and they have an opportunity to serve their country. They have an opportunity to leave and to grow and to learn. And the first ones in their town to ever leave sometimes. Uh, So yeah, definitely not LA and New York, um, all of them anyway, so yeah and 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 providing some level of education is to me was was amazing i got actually um as a as a staff sergeant uh, as an e, ended up as an e six and uh, i made everyone i was in charge of twenty seven guys in my squad and every single one of them i made uh start a curriculum a college curriculum most of these guys and and so they would come to me with a curriculum because they're all required to. And then they would actually enroll in college, whether it be Webster University or Columbia College or whatever. I don't care if it was a junior college on post or an online college or whatever it was, but I'd help them get through the paperwork because these kids thought college was for rich people or smart people. And I said, no, 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 <laughs> look, man, I'm a walking testament to that. You don't have to be rich or smart to get through college. Mm-hmm. You just have to grind and you have to be willing to sometimes it was just the paperwork. They didn't, they didn't want to get through the paperwork. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyway, all of them, um, enrolled in college and, uh, you know, got to a point where they could, they could go and attend during the the duty day. So little things like that, man, just really got me going. And yes, to go back full circle to what you were saying, that's why I do this stuff. It's the, it's fulfilling my life uh, passion and mission. And so I kind of do some of this stuff selfishly, but it also benefits other people. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. I mean, for me, you know, um, it took me seven bad deals and about six years to buy my first property. Um, some of them died, you know, the day before closing. And um, then I bought a house and I bought two in, in a year. And I realized that one of my missions in life was to like, this sounds so odd, but my favorite thing to do in the entire world is to help people buy their first investment property. Nice. Because what I love to do is take all the emotion out of it for them. Let me let me handle the emotion. You realize that it's that it's sheetrock and two by fours. Yes. And you create a business decision. Once you separate it in a business decision, my wife laughs at me because I'm sure you're like me. I'll walk into a house and and buy a two hundred eighty thousand dollar house like I'm buying a Twix. Yeah. Because I know 
the mechanism that it can create, you know, cause I come from the Airbnb space and we won't talk about what's happening in Airbnb right now, but I'm just saying in general, um, <laughs> yeah. on the long term scale. And that's why for me, the next step for me is multifamily. And, yep. and, and so I would imagine that you see a light bulb come on with these, with these, you know, active duty military guys when they're like, Holy crap, I don't have to go work in, you know, said job, like I could just do this. And I'm yeah. sure y'all have a lot of success stories. We have a ton of success stories. Um, people who are getting out and people who are just getting started. Actually, we have a, a young Lieutenant just reached out to me a while ago and said, he just bought a house at Fort Benning and, uh, which is Columbus, Georgia. And he's renting out two rooms to, to two of his Lieutenant buddies and I'm like, okay, well, there he read our book, Military House Hacking. There it is. He's like, that's that's a military house hack. He uses VA loan. His other guys, so zero down, no PMI, mm-hmm. so no cash out of pocket. And and you can actually you can actually buy up to a fourplex with the VA loan. Sure. No no money out of pocket. Yep. And no PMI. Yep. And then in a couple of years, if you have enough equity, you can refinance it to a conventional loan. You may actually qualify for a second a second VA loan anyway, without even refinancing to a conventional loan. But then it's an amazing thing to be able to buy a fourplex at every duty station you go to, no money out of pocket, no PMI, and it's cash flowing. You're living yeah. for free and making cash flow. So it's great. The, the number one thing that I, that after I used my v, uh, VA, VHA loan, I was like, the number one thing I thought about from coming from a military point of view is if you're a military and you have 0% down, buy the biggest property you can yeah. with yeah. the biggest cash flow numbers because you will never be able to get into a property with that yeah. with no money with no money yeah and, and if you're dual va there are some uh, additional stip, uh, stipulations meaning you and your spouse are both either active or former or prior service um you can actually buy up to i think it's like seven units on a property one being one or two being like a commercial building there's some stipulation there i don't know because that that's a, one of those rare things that you can actually do um, but I've had, we know people that have had three simultaneous VA loans. I've had two myself because I moved back to the San Francisco Bay area after I got out. So it's amazing. And I'm going to say this while I'm thinking of it. And then I'll remind you after the call, Okay, I would love to come on just because I love to do this. And I would love to teach your members, uh, Airbnb because cool. I believe that Airbnb next to military bases are a game changer. And the reason yeah. I say that is because we have Lackland, we have Brook City Base. I would venture to guess that 30% of my bookings come from people coming to visit their kids in graduations. Yep. And I'm 20 miles away from the bases. So can yep. you imagine Def- if you were I'll, right next to it? You know? I'll definitely, we have a lot, of, a lot of Airbnb folks in our group and, yeah. and it's, a, it's a growing popular thing. I don't do any Airbnb yet, <laughs> but you know, uh, mostly sticking to multifamily, but sure. then multifamily for me also, I, I, I know people in multifamily that keep, um, a certain percentage, like 5% of their units in every apartment complex, Airbnb. So what they spend what five they grand to furnish the thing. And yeah, what they don't tell you is that is the loophole in the city government laws. Uh, multifamily normally is the loophole, like in Austin, it's, you can't do it if you don't live there, but you can do it in multifamily. So, yeah. you know, these are the things that investors, as you, as you peel back the layers, um, you can continue to go. Love what you're doing in the group, but let's talk about you personally, kind of sure. your journey. Um, I was reading your bio, very interesting. Bought a house and uh, was 2006. 
Yeah, great time to put a hundred percent leverage on a house. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Woo! <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you know, we lived in it for four years after we we used that VA loan. I actually I was in Iraq when I bought the house. My wife was uh, stateside and um, just wanted a nice new construction house, and things were going up. And uh, but it, we ended up living there for four years before we turned it into a a rental. And um, when I got out of the service uh, in uh, early two thousand eleven, and um, you know, it was cash flowing, quote unquote, cash flowing, uh, net after paying uh, property management, um, about $80 a month, which I would never have bought that property knowing what I know now. Crushing it. Um, because it, it is just, I mean, it, the numbers don't work. And, and that's the common, that's happening by the thousands every day in the U.S. right now. There are military members who are buying their dream, you know, property, outside of, uh, of Fort Campbell, Kentucky for $200,000 or Savannah, Georgia, you know, uh, where I was stationed for a couple hundred thousand dollars. And unless that sucker's cash flow on $2,000 a month for rent, don't buy that. Buy something, live within your means while you're there temporarily and turn that sucker into a rental later. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so anyway, I did that and I, that was kind of like, okay, well, I, I did I wasn't even thinking about real estate investing in 2006 to 2012. And in 2012, I kind of, having that one rental, uh, moved back to the Bay Area, bought another house, a uh, second simultaneous VA loan for 500K, which was the cheapest house we could find. It was actually an attached unit um, uh, at the time. And, you know, it, that was, again, zero down, but two years later, it was worth 690. So we sold that and, and, uh, and that was, house was a gorgeous house, uh, all the bells and whistles in a great neighborhood. And, um, but it appreciated. It was just, that was just luck, maybe uh, market appreciation in the San Francisco Bay area in 2012. But then we, my wife and I were kind of like, okay, there might be something to this. Can we duplicate that? Cause we didn't have any debt cause we were, you know, doing the Dave Ramsey stuff or whatever, um, to get out of debt. But now we're like, okay, how are we going to build capital? So starting our capital building phase, um, that was kind of it right there. Then we went to we bought a, uh, a house down uh, by the beach. It was 900K. So again, and I had a W-2 job. I was Where's there in California. Where, how the hell are you buying a 900K house in the military? No, no, no. I'm out. At this point, oh, 2012, out. Okay. I'm out. Yep. So, so I had a W-2 job. And, um, and so I, I could barely afford the payment. But we were, but we were, we were aware of what we were doing at that point, and we had made some cash from the first uh, market appreciation home. So now we're like, we bought a house two blocks from the beach. It was we knew it needed to be renovated. So um, because I went to a single family fix and flip conference, I met a guy there. Which, by the way, I got I was the guy who got upsold. Like, hey, here's the free ninety minute boot camp or ninety how much, minute. How much was that thing. course? How much? 20, it was, all together with the upsell of the of the. Uh, of the uh, boot camp and the advanced training, it was like twenty six k. Twenty six k. Yeah, and I'm Did a your guy. Wife just tear and, you up. And listen, and listen. That was and that was after. That was when. That was like all the savings that we had accumulated. Oh, and, but man. but we had. I had a conversation with my wife about this because we're a team. Okay. And she was like, she knew I was. I mean, she knew based on my military background and my experience. I mean, every course I went to, I was a distinguished honor graduate. And and not to say, not to say that I 
not to brag, but I'm just saying she knew my drive. She knew that if I put my mind on something, it's going to happen because I'm not going to quit until it, until it happens. So she was like, okay, fine. So long story short, I met a guy there who was a custom home builder in the Bay area, made that relationship with him. He renovated, he helped me with his laborers renovate that property. I put 50 K that the money that poofed out of nowhere from the last house we bought, put that money into it, turned a four bedroom into a three bedroom, but got some space, like added six feet to the master bathroom and just anyway, made it a beautiful beach house. Nine months later, that $900,000 house we sold for 1.158 cash. And so, so that was amazing. Um, and then we did it again and, uh, an East Bay town, a uh, really nice East Bay town, but live in flipping. So we have our kids with us as we're living in these properties. How many and kids do you have at the time? Two, we have two boys, two boys. Yeah. And so anyway, so wholesaling, flipping, live-in flipping, these are all kind of capital building phase type of activities that you can do if you're getting started in real estate. And we happen to just be aware enough uh, and interested enough to read books and podcasts. I mean, I was like listening to, you know, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. and, and, so and I want to uh, stop right here because this, this is what everybody talks about. Think and about. grow rich. The courses, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. True story. If you're being honest with yourself. It was a lot of money. Yeah. I know the information's a lot more out there than it used to be. Do you yep. feel like it was worth it? Because this is the question yeah. that all the new people ask me. Yeah, great. So I will never not pay for coaching the rest of my life. I will never not pay for masterminds the rest of my life. I pay a lot of money now for masterminds and for coaching because you're surrounding yourself by people who have traveled the path that you want to be on. Mm -hmm. So always, 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 pay for, pay for these things. However, <laughs> yeah. Make however, sure you make sure you, you vet them very well. Vet them. Absolutely. But you need to, I don't, so like the one I went to now was placed on probation by the FTC mm -hmm. because they had too many complaints and like, they're trying to teach Joe Schmo me how to flip houses in the, in, in the San Francisco Bay area in 2013. Like I didn't, I can't do that. People are paying $1.7 million for a 1100 square foot shack. That's worth a million. So I, who am I to, to do that? But so here's what I learned from that. The money was worth it because I would never have made that connection. If you go to those things with intention, if you go to any real estate education course with intention to gain something, like I'm going to go meet this team member. I need to find a deal. I need to find, I need to raise capital for my next thing. I need to, if you go with intention, it's worth the money every time. So because I was willing to take that leap and get my, it kind of lit a, a fire under my butt. If you put that much money into a course, you better get it back. But the problem is, and the reason that that thing had to shut down, and that was like an HGTV, you know, big, a big course uh, with like all the stars lined up on it and all that stuff. But the reason it shut down is because 95% of the people who go to those courses aren't action takers. Mm -hmm. If I was running one of those shows, I would specifically try to weed people out who, who are, who are not ready to be there. Thousand percent. Yeah. I, I always I always make the joke when I get when I when I get feeling a little loose. Uh, I want to be a motivational speaker. Uh, my my seminar is going to be guys that have been divorced more than three times. Uh, it's going to last uh, thirty seconds. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to go. Obviously, what you're doing is not working. I'm just going to walk out. And and and, <laughs> and that's what you're saying is that there. And I agree with this a thousand percent. When I went to, when I met you at, at best conference ever, yeah. there was 
identified intent people that I wanted to meet and, and yeah. being, you know, luckily I got to meet you, but, but what I'm saying is, you know, my buddy says the same thing. He's a cannabis CEO. You know, there, you have to make an intention when you start any course, any yeah. podcast, any class, any meetup, anything. I can't tell you a meetup that's had four people, but you meet that one person yeah. that meets this one person that meets, I mean, I can't tell you how many times this happened to me. Yep. You're one conversation away from your next deal. Mm-hmm. every single time. And, and I tell people this too, some of our coaching students, I'm like, you never ever judge a book by its cover when you go network somewhere because and especially at a multi-family conference, some of, the, some of my best friends in this industry now that I met at multi-family conferences were wearing like hoodies and, and ball caps and you know jeans and stuff. And, and they're really successful people. So you really can't judge a book by its cover in those, but yeah, go with intention, meet who you need to meet, but everybody you talk to along the way, like you and I struck up a conversation. We didn't know each other, but yeah. you know, it, it leads to good things. If you don't just like say, eh, I don't really know, or, or you're not paying attention to the conversation, maybe, you know, and like a lot of people will come up and quote unquote network with you, but they're looking straight through your head, yeah. you know? So be intentional and you never know who you're going to run across. And I love the, the piece of this that I love more than anything in my team at active duty passive income knows this, that I'm kind of the PR guy. I'll, I'll go out and intentionally network with people, but I liked, I want to do more than just network. I want to be the connector of people. So I'm listening to you, Austin, to see what your problems are and not asking what your problems are, but, but actually listening for it, sure. you know, behind what you're saying and just in your, in your attitude and in your, whatever it is. And then I'll find somebody else who can solve that problem. And, and then I become the connector of two people. And if anyone out there is listening to this and you do that, adding value to other people will get you further in this business than anything else out there. Having a good attitude and connecting people. I couldn't, dude, I am the human connector. Uh, yeah. That would be an understatement. Uh, I literally do that all day. I, something that we do in our business, a, a nice little tactical thing for people. I learned it from one of my business coaches. We have a, so I have an intake form cause I'm my business partner's spreadsheet oriented and like just not me. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I talk to a freaking post. And so, and every time I meet somebody, we put in their information, but the last line is what do they love to do? And yeah. what are their hobbies? And the reason awesome. we're doing that is we're, we're, we're spotting moments randomly to send them gifts to to connect with them with an experience that would make them happy. People don't understand that this business, you can know almost next to nothing as far as real estate because I, I truly believe that real estate is learned by doing. But if you, yeah. um, this is something me and my mentor talk about at the time. Likeability is the secret oh. weapon of real yeah. estate. Yeah. If people want to do business with you and they want to be around that energy, listen, I'm very excitable. <laughs> That's an understatement. I'm working <laughs> on it, right? But, but as my mentor said, your excitement and your passion has got you in more doors yeah. than is ever closed on you. Yeah. And, and that's what people don't understand. You know, if you have nothing in the business, like my assistant that I'm training right now, he's a, he's a music producer and a traveling musician for 15 years. He doesn't know anything about real estate. I said, bro, show up with an open mind yeah. and, and shake everybody's hand, take their business card and then reach out to them two days later. And that's what he does. And it's now he's talking to people that have like 3000 units. And he's like, how yeah. did like, what is this? What's happening? And I go, cause you're hanging around me because that's the way I operate. Yep. 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, another good example of that, uh, you never know who, who's around and, and you should be networking with everyone that you encounter. My dentist knows that I'm a multifamily investor. You know, um, people at the VA know that I'm a multifamily investor. I mean, the gas station guy knows that I'm, a, I'm an investor. But uh, I went to a New Year's Eve party and there were like, uh, in my neighborhood, like three blocks from here, and there were 12 adults there and just tons of kids. And um, one of the guys I ended up talking to, uh, I mean, and with 12 people, you can kind of talk to everybody, but it, uh, he just asked what I was doing. I said, oh, I'm a multifamily investor and I do all this other stuff. And uh, he goes, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm, I am too. And he goes, how many, how many doors do you have? I was like, oh, almost 600 or something. And he's like, cool. Yeah. So, I, you know, this is how banter goes. This is how rapport is built, right? I was like, how many, how many doors do you have? You know, like what, what's your experience level is really what we're looking for here. And he's like, oh, I got about 6,000 or so, you know, give or take. And I was just like, let's have lunch. <laughs> so now I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I posted recently. I think he I and I, saw it, right? He and I are, are drinking, uh, twenty, uh, uh, sipping on a glass of $2,500 uh, bourbon that he brought out. We're social yeah, distancing in his driveway down the street. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm talking about. See, guys, yeah. and that's what he's saying. Random guy at a party. You know, I met a guy the other day owned a owned a tire shop, right? I'm sitting there with a friend of mine and he goes, Hey, you need to meet this guy. He's had this famous tire shop and and for like thirty years and we get to talking. He's like, Oh yeah, I do a little real estate investing. I was like, Yeah, no shit. He's like, Yeah, I got eighty single family houses. I'm like, What? That's a little. Yeah. And, and, and but like that's what he that's what he's getting to. That's what Eric's saying. Yeah. Like, guys, you don't know, like these people some people are shy. Some people, they just don't, they, it's so secondary to them. They're like, ah, it's whatever. Um, you know, and that's when you meet these guys. Now I will tell you this and, and, and we'll get back to the story. I found just from my personality, I love multifamily investors. There is such a expansion of the mind, um, to take down a project of, of that size. I'm not saying that single family's wrong. Everybody has their own opinions. I just love the scalability not only in the business, but also in the mind that people think, I think, greater. Yeah, there are, there are a lot of uh, differences. I did uh, only like 10 single families before I, before I went to my first conference and had the eye-opening, like, oh, what am I doing experience? Um, but what I know, and just from being in this, in this industry in general, is the difference between single, some, you know, again, to generalize, single family and multifamily is abundance over scarcity mindset. I mean, it is a team mentality in the multifamily space from what I can see. And I've only been in this two years mm-hmm. and the difference is appalling. It's amazing that the people in the multifamily space are willing to work together and share deals. I mean, I send off market deals to friends that, you know, that I find that aren't in my area, you know, or in where I'm looking and I don't expect anything from it. They're just my friends. And you know, in the single family world, there would be a wholesale fee, fee attached to something like that, or that's my deal. This is my territory. Get off my turf. Uh, you know, there's a little bit more scarcity mindset. And again, everyone listening, I'm just generalizing here, but I no, think no, people no. who have been in the no, industry no, no, no. long enough. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, you're 100% percent do not tear right. me apart. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. that's why we're, so coming out of what we're dealing with right now, we're creating a wholesale company here uh that i'm gonna oversee but my assistant's gonna run and and one of the reasons i'm i'm doing that obviously you know whatever but to make money but one of the reasons i'm doing is because i can't stand wholesalers in the single family space Hmm. and so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna do it right and i'm gonna do it 
uh, with respect. And you're a hundred. You don't like thirty percent inflated uh, ARVs. Well, what I'm hoping to do is to get about ninety k off my first wholesale. Um, make sure that the uh, the uh, the uh, what is it? The uh, repairs are like. You know, tell them it's 30, but it's really like 90, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. those kind of things. You know, that's just what, normal that's, stuff. That's what I mean. The, the, <laughs> Anybody the that's in the game knows what we're talking about. The Craigslist pro formas are amazing. Yeah, they're so best. So, so you, so you do the, you do the live-in flips, the two live-in flips. And then yeah. what, so, so what brought you to, what shifted the mentality um, yeah. to the multifamily space where now you have, you know, 600, you know, well, 650 doors. So I, um, I, when, so a buddy of mine, kind of two things really. A buddy of mine has now syndicated over two billion in in uh, multifamily. Uh, I had not been talking to him, Who's but that? he had, uh, his name's Damien. Um, he owns Gelt Incorporated. Never heard of him. Yeah. That's so what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. No big so deal. they so they they started by buying a uh, uh, a duplex in Bakersfield, or sorry, a fourplex in in Bakersfield. In 2008 and then just blew up and now they're doing thousands of doors a year type of thing. So, um, anyway, so he, he and I had stayed in touch because he was on my wife's gymnastics team in college and he and I were in, he had the same major and we had the same birthday. So we just had some connections that we were just like, Hey, let's stay in touch. So he, he goes, why don't you come down next time you're in LA and, and come to my office and we'll chat. So I, he goes, Eric, let me just give you an idea of, I didn't know what the word syndication was at this point. Uh, and this is like 2000, uh, 17, I think he's like, um, so on this last deal, had you, had you placed a hundred thousand dollars on this deal that we own for five years, I would have paid you back 290 K and that was a home run deal for sure. But the fact of the matter is he's making people rich. And I was just like, okay, that's pretty amazing. Where do I sign up? So we used, that was my first investment, which I'm still in. It was a 439 unit, uh, mobile home uh, portfolio. And, um, so we invested in that deal. It's, it was amazing. And it was kind of my first limited partner, uh, piece. And I didn't know anything other than just being an LP at that point. So then, um, then I, I got connected with, uh, two of the other co-founders of active duty, passive income and long story short, he had been following our CEO had been following, uh, Rod Cleef and he was like down in his state, he's active duty Marine still. And he was like stationed down in San Diego. He's like, I can't make it to the LA thing, but I have a free, I have a ticket. Do you want it? And I said, well, yeah, I'll go. So I sat there for three days drinking through a fire hose. And I was like doing a couple of just starting to do some flips in Kansas city with a buddy of mine um, uh, named Brett um, who I, I grew up with and in, in the middle, in the Midwest. But we, what we were finding is how difficult it was to refinance. We were just doing the burr strategy and, and hot, holding these properties. And, um, but the refinance process was like, they need 90 documents from me every single time that we do this. And it was getting frustrating. So at the same time I had gone to this multifamily conference and I was just like, there's some, if, okay, this is, if I, if I'm going to submit 90 pieces of paper to some bank, I would rather get 80 to a hundred units out of it than one. So how can I do this? this is why I started, I started asking different questions and um, I went to the next uh, boot camp in Chicago and took my partner and we signed up for coaching and we executed and nine months later, 212 door, 208 door. Then we were doing our, and those were kind of co-sponsored deals. Then we were doing, we found an 80 Wait, unit that we closed first, on. Your, well, hold, 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 don't, don't gloss over that. Your first deal was 212? But it was with, I was a co-sponsor on that deal. So, but, but, but fast, but, but hold on. Yeah. I want some, I want them to get value. Sure. A lot of people's ego 
would say like, oh, I'm just a co-sponsor and everything. But did you learn things with inside that deal, even though you your hands weren't fully around it is what I'm trying to get. at. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so how to, so look, look, had I not learned, taken the action to learn the mechanics. So here's what gets you there for the, the, the success formula in my, in my opinion is learn every single thing you can about the business that you want to achieve in, right? So that's podcasts, books, conferences, whatever. Learn. Then network your butt off like there's no tomorrow. Everyone within arm's distance should know what you do. And, and then the third thing is add as much value to other people as possible over and over and over again because it will, it will amplify your success. And then the fourth thing is take action. If you do those four things over and over again, 1% better every day is your goal. Success will hunt you down. So knowing that, I started doing that in the circle that I had just kind of met in, in the coaching circle. I was a student and just learning and I was always positive and always trying to help people and always showing that I was taking action and, lear- and learning these step by step. So eventually, yeah, people came to me and said, would you like to co-sponsor? Would you like to be part of this with us? We see your attitude. We see you're always present. We see you're going to these conferences. You're spending the time, the money, the effort. Uh, you have unwavering commitment to your decision in this industry and so, yeah, then I'm like learning how to, how to raise capital. I'm learning how to um, deal with investors, which is sometimes like herding cats, but I love that piece of it now. And so, yeah, I learned a ton even from, and I recommend everybody do this, find somebody who's already doing it and has had tremendous success and go, tr- go try to build a team with them, you know, try to find some way that you can get into their circle and add enough value to them that they'll invite you in then you can learn. And then eventually you go off on your own and do your own thing. I mean, now we're buying uh, about an 80 unit in November. We bought a 73 pad mobile home park in December and, uh, and all in 2019, 571 doors, first full year in multifamily. Oh, and by the way, I have a wife, a kid, uh, two kids, a W2 job. And then we have active duty, passive income, the mortgage branch, an insurance company and, and more. So I'm doing all of this with multifamily on the side. Still have a full-time job. What are you doing for your full-time job? Sales. I'm a sales and marketing for in California. So, so I, but so I stay at home. This is my home office. You heard all of that. And this man is still doing all that. So what I want to drill down to, and I want to really stick here for a second, because I think, I personally think, and this may be just me, me and you think a lot alike. Yeah. I think mindset is number one above knowledge or anything. And notice what he said there a minute ago, guys, add value to somebody. Don't just ask, add value to them. Dude, the two biggest connections I have in the real estate space, you know where I met him? Instagram DMs. Yep. And I just kept, I just kept adding value until now we're like best friends. But, you know, but, 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 but talk about, you know, in the military kind of structures, uh, you know, builds a mindset, but you can still go any way you want with that. You can choose to be a victim. You can choose to to learn. Yep. You know, your your tips to success were spot on. So, you know, what is the mindset every day that you wake up with that allows you to get all these things completed and still have a family and still be a present husband? Yeah, it's dad? it's it's honestly. So I I take a piece from um, the special operations world and and actually a little bit of uh, Henry Ford. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. So 
just the mindset and mentality of that. And, and, you know, here's another thing you need to really, you need to get seven layers deep on yourself and ask why you want to do this. Mm-hmm. And then when you get that answer, ask yourself why that is. And when you get that answer, ask yourself why that is because only a deep rooted why is going to make you really very successful. And, and the more successful you get, you guys, it's not about money. My goal, actually I have a vision board right in front of me. Give $1 million annually is my ultimate goal. So this is to me about giving. If you have, you must give. Mm-hmm. Um, and we live in the best, the most amazing country on the planet to be able to do that. But here's my, here's my why. For the memory and pride of those who've gone before me, for they love to fight, fought to win, and would rather die than quit. I was the burial detail NCO for a special operations unit, buried a lot of my friends. And I serve, I do these things for my brothers and sisters in the military because they can no longer do that. They can't feel pain. They can't see success. They can't run after something anymore. They're not breathing. So find that deep-rooted why. If, if someone asks you what your why is, and you say, it's my wife and kids, maybe it is, and that's great. But why is that important to you that you are successful for your wife and kids? And when you answer that, ask yourself, well, why is that? Really get back and deep inside you because in order to get your butt up every single morning and do this with five brands, a full-time W-2 job and, you know, all, all multifamily assets and all this stuff, you need to have a butt-kicking why that's going to get you up every day, make your bed and get after it. I got chills. I, I want to like salute you. I want to run through a fucking wall. I'm like, this guy's my new best friend, <laughs> you know, and, no. and I love it. And, you know, it's the truth. And, and not, I'm not trying to talk about myself. I will on this podcast because it's easy to put it in context. Yeah. You know, I, I'm doing three Ironmans this year. Like that shit's crazy. And, and, and so the thing is, is like my why is greater than myself. And the reason yeah. is, is because I want to, I want, there's something I learned about myself a while back. I have a way of elevating the people around me to push through things that they probably would not do without me around. Perfect. Yeah. So the joke with me is they want me to create a separate podcast that says my life before I met Austin Lenny and my life after. Right. And that's the joke. And, and the thing is, is like, I cannot not help people. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, when people look at me, they say, you know, Austin's got three businesses and he's doing this and that. like, and, and, and they, they try to put their expectations on me. They say, oh, slow down. I'm like, okay, first of all, back off and don't get around me if you're going to tell yeah, me that. Yeah. But the second thing is, is what they don't understand about me is the reason I'm doing all this is the same reason you said, because I know, and this is something that I adopted about eight months ago, you know, money's tight or whatever, you know, I still give without, <laughs> without, because, you know, Tony Robbins said, you know, if you give now, when you're poor, you know, it won't change. You got to give now to start the habit. And so people think that I want to create, there's only two reasons I'm doing all these things I'm doing. One is personal freedom to be able to spend time with my wife and my family. The second thing is to give back. Like that's get back, create schools, create programs. These are the things that I, um, what's that? A fake million dollar bill. Yeah. that my kids got for me because they know that I have, hold on a second this they have this on one of my vision boards give one million dollars i'm looking at give one million dollars every day i have it on that vision board i have it right across from me on the opposite side of the wall give one million dollars i mean you have to be and you'll be way you'll be so much more fulfilled with doing that than ever making it you know here's here's another thing about um 
about the power of mindset. I was keynote speaking at an event in Kansas City in December, and I said one of my goals for 2020 is to uh, is to provide one home for a homeless veteran. I'm really glad. And, we're, I'm really glad because this is what and, we connected on. This is yeah. Where I'm excited. And so about. now we're, we've raised sixteen thousand of of thirty five thousand dollars needed for a veterans community project to build one home for a homeless veteran. Um, now I'm connected with, so I, I connected, I made that, um, statement and then I was within a week connected with veterans community project. And now we're raising money for them. My kids are going to go out, um, later this year and help them build these homes. And so they see the value. And so, you know, go back to what you said, I, and, and what I mentioned earlier a little bit is we kind of do this a little bit selfishly, but not in a bad way. There's nothing bad about it. It, it fulfills my life p- purpose but it, it's my life purpose is to help other people. So that is, that's part of the drive. Part of the, the reason, you know, manifesting these things in your life um, are important. And, you know, I don't know. I just, I, I love, I love that. And, and as soon as you told me about it, cause we connected on it and I, I, I donated the, like literally while I was yep. walking out the door. Um, cause it's a no brainer for me. Yep. And it's something that with my development company, it's something that I know me and you're going to work on in the near future. Yeah. So I'm really excited. And, and, and what's exciting, you know, just in, we were talking a little bit about some of my guys are in high finance and they do, they do well for themselves, like well, and they maybe didn't grow up with much once from Peru. And, you know, he told me something a year ago that blew me away. He said, you know, I was poor, like really poor. And he put himself through school and all this stuff. And I got my first bonus check for my job. You know, he manages like $9 billion. And he said, I got that bonus check. And he said, that thing had a bunch of zeros on it. I sat there and I stared at it for like 30 minutes. And he goes, I thought it was going to make me feel better. He goes, it didn't make me feel anything. Yeah. And it was at that moment that I realized that if you, if you create your why around what I call, this is my new word. It's not a new word, but this is my new drive, mm-hmm. impact investing. And yeah. when you create, um, when you stop making money the issue, and you create impact of other people and education and, and growing together is what I call it, then you'd be surprised how quickly um, opportunities will fun, flow your way, right? Absolutely, yeah. And, and I think that, you know, there's a book I read by Kyle Cease called The Illusion of Money, and the reason that you don't have it is because you want it. And my big push right now is that I think too many people live their life on goals, you know, monetary goals, instead of living a life through intention. And I think when you're intending to feel healthy and you're intending to impact other people, you wake up every day going, how um, can I be a a better part of somebody's life? And especially what we're dealing with right now, guys, uh, right now, um, you know, with the virus and everything we have going on, this is the time to change those those daily habits, right? Those those daily things of, of instead of worrying about how much toilet paper you have, and how much food you have in your closet, why don't you reach out to somebody, you know, a vet or, or a neighbor, an older neighbor, and ask them if they have toilet paper. Yeah. And you'd be amazed how those smaller little um, motions and those smaller little changing of your perception, I, I would imagine, would help. And like, like I'll, I'll keep going back to it, you know, you could buy a thousand units, but I bet watching a student who didn't think he was going to own an investment property is probably a greater thrill. Yeah, you know what feeds us is the feedback we get in our community when we when you say, "I read your book today," and you know I took action. I and mean, we got a guy I was just highlighting 
actually, I just passed him on to, uh, to be featured in a military influencer magazine, uh, because he literally found us. He kind of, uh, he, he got on our Facebook group. He lurked in the background for about three months and he took advantage. We have like 16 free things, including our book, um, on our website, but, um, a tax advisor, free, free coaching call. We have a financial foundations book, uh, for free. We have all these things for free. He, he took them all and he read them all. And then he went to a local, we have, uh, like 30 ADPI local meetups across the country. He went to one and he met one of, one of my partners, one of the other co-founders there. And then he bought a duplex and used the military house act. He bought a duplex with, you know, the VA loan. And then he bought one of our coaching, um, uh, products. And all along the way, we didn't know who he was because he wasn't saying anything. And then all of a sudden he goes, Hey guys, then he's doing this uh, 30 day Facebook live challenge where we give him uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the challenge coin in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, so a- anyone who does 30 days live and has taken action and done one deal, um, we call them ADPI heroes and we put them on the ADPI hero uh, hall of fame and give them a coin and some things because they're people who are taking action and really doing this. And so I don't know where I'm going with that, but it was just, it's amazing to, to really see that that's why we do this. We get that feeling. This guy goes, Hey guys, this is what I did. You didn't know I was doing this, but I did this directly because I followed what you told me to do. And we're just telling people to do what we know is right based on the path we've already followed a path well-worn that we have weathered through and now we're doing all these different investing things and we can help mentor people through the process. And I wanted to talk again about mentorship or uh, about mentorship for a second. You mentioned it earlier with mindset, guys like Jun Shin, who I'm talking about right now, he's a naval officer, amazing example of somebody who understands that learn, network, take action uh, and add value are the keys. I've had people people I know, people I've served with in my same unit come to me and say, I don't think that, I don't think that people should have to add value to others to be mentored. I want to be mentored. You know, you get that, you get that, that all the time, right? Can you mentor me? Yeah. And you're like, well, okay, that's kind of like a weird question. That's not how it really works. Let me show you how that works. So, um, but I've had people say that who are kind of now disengaged because they don't understand that there's a critical component to adding value to your mentor. That's how you build rapport. Eventually friendships come from it. But, um, but man, it, so people who do take that into consider, consideration and add value to others, mm-hmm. it's a much simpler process to get through. And others who think that you shouldn't ever have to pay for coaching and that you shouldn't ever have to add value to a mentor. Those are people who have roadblocks their entire career and they can go piece it together over a 10 year process on their own and have costly mistakes, but it's those who are willing to follow well-laid paths that have the most success. Leave your ego at the door. Number one, yes. I'm going to tell you this story because I know that it's going to put a smile on your face and it's going to get a big kick from you. Uh, I'm, I'm a little wild, so I will fly anywhere. My, my joke is uh, have plane, will network. So I'll literally <laughs> fly up to Detroit just for a meetup. Okay. And uh, I met like so many people. There's a guy in Arizona. He wholesales like 65 houses a year. Yeah. He flips like 100. He's, he's my boy. Like he's really good, crazy good investor, kids the whole nine. Very busy guy. Um, for like six months, I'm trying to get a time where I could fly out to, uh, Arizona and meet up with them. 
and he keeps pushing it back. He keeps pushing it back. And it's like December 1st. And I just send him a picture. I said, Hey, you're done. January 6th. I bought a plane ticket. I'll be there. Clear your day. Get over it. So I flew in for like 24 hours. Well, uh, he set up some stuff and blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, I had known that he is obsessed with Cadillacs. So I rented a 1968 Cadillac DeVille yes. drop top with a, with exhaust and wheels. You know, I mean, this baby was sick and I pulled up to his office and he has told that story like 50 and yeah. I let him drive it all day. Yeah. Because your intake form says, what is this guy's hobby? What does he like? He, he said, You're he intentional said. about networking. So we went to a meetup and he tells 50 investors. He goes, listen, he goes, listen, you young snipper whippersnappers. <laughs> he goes, this is how you show up to meet somebody. He goes, yeah. not only did this guy buy a plane ticket, not only did he show up in a Cadillac, he, I will know this. And the thing is, is like when you, when I leave you, I need you to remember me. There's so many people that you meet. Yes. How are you going to stick out from the crowd? you know, and follow up. Right. And understand that, that for me, I think the number one thing in my mindset was ego, right? Like I had to get rid of that, like ego, like, and the thing is, is like what people don't understand. So I just finished a topic of habits before we got on. Mm -hmm. This is my new thing. Guys, when we're talking about real estate investing and we're talking about getting started, you're talking about these military guys, they start with small winnable things you know you read that book you 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 take that class you know the first meetup you go to of course you're not gonna know what the hell's going on but but what you don't understand and i think this is the number one thing that people do people are so quick to put their views on somebody else's thoughts guys you have no idea what eric is thinking when he walks in the room you have no idea what i'm thinking when i walk in the room so be open be pleasurable, professional, nice. And, and, and you're, you're the same way. It drives my wife nuts. I will tell the gas station person behind the thing, hey, uh, I do Airbnbs uh, and I'm an investor. And she's like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, because you have no idea yeah. who yeah. they're going to know or who they're going to Because that guy probably owns a franchise with 10 gas stations in it. 100%. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and let me ask you a question because you seem like you're good at a lot of things, right? But there's a team at your at your group and there's this thing. What's your thoughts real quickly on just positioning, you know, everybody's talk is, you know, double down on your strengths. Don't try to feel your weaknesses. Like you seem like you you handle a repertoire of many things pretty good. And, and you know, I'm sure you would like to be a little more efficient in, in certain areas, but, yeah. but, but like, what's your thoughts on stuff like that? Yeah. I, uh, I think my strongest asset is, is the team we've built. And, um, we recognize that it's one thing to get the right people on the bus, but you have to get the right people in the right seat also. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we're recognizing, you know, when you're starting a bit, any business, whether it be just a, um, a single family business or a multifamily business, whatever it is, um, you wear a lot of hats right at the beginning, uh, probably especially in single family, but uh, just in entrepreneurship in general, you wear a lot of hats. But once you build out a team, if you're good at building out a team, eventually it becomes critical that you focus on what you're good at um, because you'll be more passionate, you'll be more focused, you'll be more successful if you're allowed to kind of exercise what you're inherently good at and enjoy. You, you, what, you're, what you're good at it's typically something you enjoy doing because it's like, it's not work. It doesn't feel like work. Um, so the networking aspect, I'm kind of the, ended up being one of the PR guys, you know, on our team going around and 
I'm the guy, whenever we buy an asset, I'll go and have lunch with the mayor and I'll meet with the dean of the school across the street and um, I, you know, hospital administrators nearby, whatever it is, to make sure that the community knows who we are and what our mission is. And, you know, so yeah, I, I, I think that it's critical that people focus on what they're good at. And the reason that I have done a lot of different things um, is because my personal mission is to educate, empower, and to help people grow. And without having some knowledge and experience with each one of those things that I've done, I'm not going to be able to effectively execute my mission. So um, you have to know a little bit about everything. Uh, it, from for, for, I, I should say I have to know a little bit about everything because it fulfills my life mission. Now, I am also not the guy on my team right now that likes to underwrite. I don't want to be behind a computer. I have a guy on my team, Adam Labar. He's amazing and he doesn't mind at all being in front of, he, numbers are, are what makes sense to him. And, and those, those make dollars for us. So, um, but, so yeah, I, I just think it's, it's important to understand what you're passionate about. And then at the beginning, you've got to do a little bit of everything. I mean, look, I've done single family fix and flip. I've done single family burr, tax liens, self-directed, uh, uh, IRA, multifamily, self-directed IRA, uh, first trust deeds. I've done, you know, all of these different little, little things, multifamily, small multifamily, residential, all of these things that I've done in, in real estate so that I know what they are. Like I, and now I, now I know I hate tax liens. I'm never going to invest in another tax lien in my life. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. I met a guy actually at best ever who all he did was tax liens yeah. and he, and he loves it. And I was like, I'll sell them all to you <laughs> at a discount. Great. Have <laughs> them know? all. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it depends on who you are. You really have to look, I think, first at who you are as a person and what your strengths are. Um, and then once you recognize that, hack through the weeds until you have a system in place and a team in place and then start exer- exercising your, uh, your own vision. The, the greatest gift you can give to the world, guys, is being the best version of yourself. Yeah. It's the simplest answer in the world. You, by being the best version of yourself, allows yourself to, 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 to uh, let the people around you raise up their level, right? And, and vice versa. Everybody thinks you need to affect other people. You know, work on yourself, look at yourself, do the, do the hard work, lean in. That, that was my 2019 motto, lean in. Just say yes to everything, lean into the trouble, all of it, and just see what happened if I just leaned into the stuff I didn't want to deal with. And it was amazing how it changed my life. What's your 2020 motto? Uh, emotional stability. Nice. So I have a tendency to ride the wave. Mm-hmm. I'm a very uh, passionate guy. And I understand that by, by being excitable and a little, uh, what, we, what we used to call my personality is the Tasmanian devil, uh, which I'm, I've gotten a lot better with because I don't drink anymore, <laughs> mainly. But uh I, with that kind of energy, you attract a certain person that might not be the most pleasurable. If you're more emotional stability, you're going to attract in the right kind of crowd sure. you want. Yeah. So, uh, with all this virus stuff, it's not helping, but we're, yeah. we're, 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 we're good. You know, the, the obstacles are not as, uh, as high as they were in 2019. The obstacle is the way. Yes. Get a little yeah. stoicism in there. Like so also, that. so food, family, fitness, and focus are my kind of words, my F words this year. Mm-hmm. And you said you're doing an Ironman. Mine got postponed until October so, now. So mine got, mine got postponed. It's next, mm-hmm. it's this Sunday. I'm still running it. 
You're kidding me. No, hell no. Oh, by yourself? By myself. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, when I make a commitment, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I might not be able to do the swimming part, but I'm going to do all the rest of them. Uh, and then my next one is in uh, July 18th in, um, in New York. Where is your one in October? It was, well, it was Oceanside, April 4th. Sure. And now it's October. So I'm doing it's, a it's full, Oceanside. I'm doing a full in Tempe, November 22nd. But next uh, winter in the 2001, I'm doing Sacramento. Cool. Nice. So, and then we're going to go to me. Then we're going to go to Napa afterwards, even though I don't drink, but I, I sold wine for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. So you get a babysitter, bring the wife. My mentor is buying yeah. a winery. So uh, we'll go, awesome. you know, we'll slum it. We'll slum it really. Yeah. Um, but, but what I want to make sure they, they get a heart cause, cause I know that it's very important to me because I'm going to be invested in y'all's charities and your mission. Any way I can help. I'm in, how do people get a hold of y'all have a podcast? You have so many tools, uh, yeah. to really educate just so many people. Yeah. I mean, we, one of my jobs at, at the company is to get, um, big hitter, uh, you know, podcast guests. We've had Kiyosaki and Grant Cardone and Jocko Willink in the military world, um, all the rich dad advisors and just a bunch of amazing guests that have been willing to come on. But yeah, so we have a podcast, but um, if you're military, active duty, passive income, you can look it up, militaryrealestateinvesting.com. We'll take you right to the Facebook group. Um, And we have tons of free resource. Our number one best-selling book on Amazon is free on our website, the digital version. So just trying to get that information out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm reachable to anybody. Uh, we support uh, veteranscommunityproject.org. They are doing amazing things for veterans. They have three, they're been so successful that they have 3,000 communities across the U.S. ready to tackle the homeless veteran problem that we have in the U.S. There are currently about 38,000 homeless veterans, which is actually a very small number. Uh, I say small because it's achievable. That is, we, we are going to end veteran homelessness this decade. Mm-hmm. And a veterans community project, I feel like, is going to be the, uh, the spearhead of that whole mission. One of the, and, and one of the things that I want to do that I'm looking to get into you once we get my development company locked and loaded is, you know, for me, um, you know, I've always wanted, to, we're already looking at a couple RV parks and, and so on and so on. I'm going to create a portion of that um, acreage. Um, and then I'm just going to, I'm just going to make a tiny community of, for homeless people, for vets yeah. and all that awesome. stuff. It's, it's something it. that I want to do on all my properties. I have a client right now who's looking at a 156 acres. Um, he's ex-military. We're, we're definitely talking about it. They're in contract to buy that in about 15 days. Um, so, you know, these are the things that I, they think guys, you know, when you, when you walk through life, um, you know, thinking it's just about you, it's not. And these are the people that, um, you know, laid down their freedoms. And these are the people, um, that continue to sacrifice so you can live free and watch your Netflix. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> and, and, and once again, you know, guys, if you liked what we're talking about here, you know, please rate us and review us, share it with your friends. You know, there's certain people that I bring on or I talk to for five minutes. Um, and just make me feel like a better person. And, uh, this man right here is, is definitely one of them, even though we've only met for like seven minutes, uh, but I just knew there was something about him that I liked and now I know even more about him. So I just want to thank you so much for, for coming on and, and I can't yeah. wait to release this out to the world. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be here and uh, we're definitely going to stay in touch. Uh, I want to connect you with as many people as I can along the way. So I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on -on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.